1: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope- it's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94, WIP.
2: Yeah!
3: tradition. I was trying of I was trying to try and uh that was horrible I was trying to to kind of get into a yo how I feel about the Phillies right now and I think that yo is absolutely representative of how I feel I mean I'm I'm really happy they won a game today Jack and I'm not panicking or anything like that but I was pretty upset last night I'll tell you that much buddy
4: <laughs> you know all right we were doing the <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for a while and, uh, you know, it's been a lot of down and I feel like there's been a lot,
3: uh, uh, like, oh yeah, yeah a lot of the, down, uh, well mostly down, a ton of down,
4: <laughs> well aware, but, but they
3: won today.
4: Well, here's my thing. Now you don't have to be in the same position that I am in. Um, and that's totally fair. I fully expect you not to be, <laughs> But in my head, they won last night too. Like they, like they really did. You know, I think they won yesterday. I don't care that you know uh, JT JT called a slider to CJ Crone for no reason. I don't care that you know we pulled uh, Sir Anthony um, in the eighth. Which
3: uh, I mean, you could argue that I mean he did strike out Blackman and he didn't get the call. So like I mean. They did kind of win in that way. I can't believe we're doing this again. No, we're I know. Back. It's like we're like, back. I, I was we're literally going <laughs> to be like, oh, that weekend didn't happen. Remember when they actually won that game? They lost. That was great.
4: You know what we are, though, James, <laughs> is that we're getting back to the ethos of this podcast, because That's honestly, true, Bob, I am like true. giddy talking about this team again. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know that my, I know that it might not be representative of the uh the rest of the feelings the fan. Representative, that was good. The repre- like that. It's not good. Not how the rest of the fan base Representative. feels. Representative, <laughs> well, not At least I can announce our superstar uh, shortstop's name right, unlike someone. Um, you,
3: you mean you mean third baseman? Well,
4: mm, I don't know. Don't let Bomer get hotter. Maybe that.
3: The, maybe the best Philly in the history of the the franchise since 1883. Has really anyone is. ever been as good as Johan Camargo? I don't know. I mean, probably yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, no, but ev- like, evidence
4: suggests not. No, and like, I know it's not. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just think people need to grow up and stop complaining all the time. And I know, like, it's been a long time. And I know I was really down last podcast. And, you know, I honestly got to a point, James, where the first week happened and I was like super down. It's like, ah, oh, same year or same stuff, different year. And, um, you know and then apathy starts setting in very quickly this year which usually it takes like a, a little bit for apathy to set in and then they played well today and yeah, i don't did. feel that bad so i'm sorry if, <laughs> i'm sorry if people are expecting like meltdown city i i genuinely feel pretty good about the team
3: yeah i wouldn't go pretty good but i'm definitely not like panicking like there there are concerns that i have that i you know you can definitely point to and chief among them joe friggin girardi we'll get to that guy but (laughs) oh god do i hate him I, i i even when they flash him in the dugout i just get like a a surge of anger it's not good for my blood pressure i don't think um but you know, I, I, I'm look. They're they're only five and eight. It's not like the season's over. It's been thirteen games. You know, I, I'm very, very much in the don't panic, relax. I mean, the Braves started the season four and eight last year. I said it last pot, I think, but they were under five hundred until August. They were under five hundred until August last year. I mean, we all remember the Nationals a couple years ago. The same thing where they were under ten games under through fifty or whatever it was. I mean, like. You just can't overreact to this stuff. The season is way, 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 way too long to have these overreactions. Now, you can, like, look at things and say, oh, you know, I'm concerned about that. That's something that, you know, is, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on, you know. But I I don't think that you can, or I don't think you should be freaking out. I just think that, to your point, Jack, it's just that we're so used to this. It's like, this felt, I saw your tweet, and I actually said the same thing yesterday. Uh, The, the... It, it feels like September baseball. Like, it feels like watching the September Phillies. It feels like last season never ended, and they just carried it right into this season. And I think that's part of why everyone's, like, so, you know, kind of, like, shook by it. Because we all came in with these high hopes, and we're all ready for them to, to at least not even, you know, start hot, much less start, like, fine. And instead, that you know, they're and it's the same old stuff, right? It's it's disaster in Miami, disaster in Colorado, like the Nola stuff, Girardi. It's just it it's all the stuff, man. it's like, it's like everything. It's like a microcosm of the last two years, three years, all of it. So I think that's why I, I think to your point, I think it's hard for people to not and, be concerned right and,
4: now. And to be fair, like I totally get it. Like I. I'm not one of the uh, the baseball police or whatever or you know where you're not allowed to react strongly to your team letting you down like that's fine I mean that's part of being a fan that's part of what makes us love sports and 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 part of the reason why we do this podcast because honestly James like i mean i know we're both baseball savants and we're just geniuses but um you know we're fans (laughs) we're we're fans as well like we're that's
3: what people think they hear it they're just like
4: savants (laughs) yeah they're like oh man i learned (laughs) so much listening to that podcast but um like we're fans too and i understand that that (laughs) fans
3: first fans first yeah
4: well also you know but at the same time like if they if they lost five if they weren't five and eight in the middle of July like no one would care
3: dude I said the same thing yesterday too like it's it, you're you're exactly right you know the seven of eight you might pay attention to because it was seven of eight going into today you might be like oh seven of eight not great but if they had been good before and it's just kind of leveling out no one you're absolutely right no one would pay attention to it and the weird thing is too it's like you know you can't Put your finger on specific I mean you can if you dig deep, right? The the average against fast falls versus off speed stuff, the somehow inability to to hit the ball when runners are on base and you know outside of a couple games. You know, there are specific things you can point to, but like you look through like, you know, the numbers and, and where people are at. It's like, oh, Castellanos has been really good. Oh, Schwarber's obviously struggled, but had a big weekend in Colorado. You know, the numbers aren't horrible. Harper's been struggling, but you know, Boehm is a monster. Camargo is giving you so much more than you could have expected. Like, you know, you can't, it, it's it's surprising to me. It doesn't feel like the numbers reflect just how lifeless and how frustrating this offense has been most nights. And I get it. It's, you know, a couple games can inflate numbers, all that type of stuff, especially this early in the season. But, I, you know, it, I, look, I, well, let's just get to it because I, I do think that, the Girardi thing is something that is hanging over this team, and, and I am not panicking, you're not panicking, but I, I, we've talked many times. I think everyone who listens to this pod knows how I feel about Girardi, but, I mean, for them to come out and just look like the exact same brand of baseball the last two years and, and to go on this road trip and just be lifeless again for the vast majority of it, and obviously today was a nice win, but and yesterday they fought and whatever, but, like, for the most part, it just... When are we going to see a Joe Girardi baseball team that has some freaking passion, some fire that goes out ready to play every day, that goes out and and seems to have some life, you know, <laughs> outside of the 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 in-game stuff that we we detest and we'll talk about and all that? The the bullpen decisions, the can't stick with the lineup. I mean, it's, has he had his same lineup two games in a row yet this season? I mean, it's just wild, but. You know, it, it, outside of that, just the 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 thing that you and I talked about so much when he was hired, Jack was was the culture builder. You know, a Joe Girardi baseball team. What a winner this guy's been his whole life. You know, player and coach, all this stuff. And and in two plus years, we've literally seen zero.
4: Yeah, and it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like honestly, where I'm at right now is like. I want to be all in on. I think they're going to turn it around. I think they're going to be good. You know, I believe in the talent. I believe in the offense. I, I've liked the the approach the last couple of days. Like, I I want to be, <laughs> I want to be cannonballs off the deep end, right? Like, I want to be the guy that's going to be, and I will be. Full disclosure, like, obviously, I'm going to be all in when like the time is right. Um, the the one the the one part that is is giving me cause for pause is Joe Girardi. Like, I just I don't trust the guy. Um, and I don't trust the decisions he, he makes. Um, and, and, and it's not even totally his fault, James. Like I, I genuinely, like it's not that it's not his fault. It's like even decisions I agree with, I'm like, well, this is going to backfire. And <laughs> it, it was that same with Ga- It was the same way with Gabe too. Like I felt like Gabe made, I agreed with Gabe when he was making decisions. decision. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, okay, good decision. And it would backfire and be like, ah, oh, Gabe's an idiot, get, get him out of here. Girardi, it's like I agree with maybe one out of every three decisions with Girardi. Um and it's like I just think it's gonna go wrong. And I will and the the lineup thing is just annoying uh from the standpoint of you brought in Kyle Schwarber to be the leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. And in five games. Yeah, it's insane. Like five games. Five games, yeah. You're ditching it. And, you know, a, a part of being a leader is being calm in the presence of danger. Uh, not that baseball is like a,
3: you know. No, but it's a, it's a good metaphor you're right yeah calming force you hear that so much when people talk about great managers is that they're they're always steady they're always the same person you know no matter what's happening you can always kind of go to them and they're going to be that calming influence I think it's a great point Jack
4: and I just don't feel that way with him I feel like every day with the change in the lineup it's like well I gotta do this I gotta do this I gotta it's weird it's like he's panicky with the lineup and then with average relievers, he's like, <laughs> ah, just give me one more.
3: Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Chris Sanchez, you got it. Go out yeah, there. We'll make it yeah, we'll see. Whatever. Just gut feel. Like, I-, I mean, I don't have anyone else. I mean, come on, right? I mean, guys can't pitch two nights in a row. You know, what do you, what do you want me to do here?
4: Well, except for Familia today, he's yeah, I able know. to go two days yeah, I know. In a row. And he was
3: horrible, and he left him out too long. What a, what a shocker.
4: Yeah, it's just like, I, I just don't, there's no real rhyme or reason. And he seems in over his head. I don't trust any decisions. I don't trust, like, many decisions he makes. And even if they go on a run here, and even if they make the playoffs, I would still move on from him. Like, I don't. I don't think he's a good manager. I don't think the players particularly like playing for him. Like, I don't think I've never heard one player say how much they like playing for Joe Girardi. And if it was one player, I would bet it's either Didi or Ronald Torres. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't think there's any other guy mm-hmm. and, and he, he seems like a really nice guy. And, and I like, you know, I actually do like that. He seems just as upset when they lose, Um, you know, as, as we do, like he does seem exasperated in the, in the, in the post game pressers, but like, you know, it, I, again, every time I look at him, I feel like he's, he's looking at a binder, and I don't want to do the whole binder Joe thing, but, like, look up and, and watch the game, and, and I just don't know why every young player has a short leash, every veteran player has too far of a leash, mm-hmm. why the lineup, it's like, you know, anything that works is moving around, and I don't get why... Um, uh, I don't know. Like he, I don't know. He just falls out of favor with young players quickly and, and trust veterans. And it's worked out unless it's a,
3: a young reliever with no experience struggling for us in his second inning of work. He just leaves them to die. Well, but because he wants to so that he can validate, uh, they can validate, you so
4: right. know. <laughs> know, not putting him out there. So, um, you know, I kind of thought they were Girardi proof, but, uh, that take is beyond backfired early in the season because they're not Girardi proof. And, um, he is really the main reason, James, why there is a bit of a cause for pause for me when it comes to this baseball team and and evaluating their their future this season.
3: Yeah, me too. Uh, but look, I I'm with you on everything else. Like, I am not truly, genuinely concerned about this the the players on this team in any meaningful way. You know, if you want to say, am I still concerned about Wheeler? Just because I'm always concerned with the shoulder, and you know. Sure. But I, if I say my real feelings about Wheeler, it's that I think it's just spring training for him and he's going to get there. And he might not be Zach Wheeler from last year after the innings increase, but I think Wheeler will be fine. But, you know, you can point to little things like that where you can say, yeah, that's like slightly concerning or, or a little concerning. But the only thing that for me is a real true concern is Joe Girardi. And uh, to, for all the points he made and again, the other the outside of the in-game stuff, just the the lack of of this team ever having any sort of swag, any sort of, you know, uh, especially on the road. I mean, how many years is this now, Jack? I mean, it's it's crazy Uh, just to start the season with like seven to lose, uh, you know, uh, five of seven, or was it seven of nine on the road trip, five of seven on the road trip. I mean, like, it's just like, yep, that's the Phillies just go on the road and lose to, to teams they shouldn't in these bad spots. So Yeah, um, I don't
4: know if you know this, James, but you do have to win games in the road if you want to make
3: yeah, playoffs. Yeah, so. I, I mean, it. Uh, you're right. You're, it's a great point, Jack. Um, astute. See, people do learn stuff when they listen to this pod. We knew it. Um, but, yeah, so, look, all right, let's get some more fun stuff because uh, people might not know, but we don't have all night because, uh, you know, jack's got other engagements oh and we got you know big 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 in demand in demand big sixers game and jack's you know in demand as they say of course yeah um i'm just messing around um but let's get some fun stuff uh uh, let's start with with the two guys who i think right now certainly today really had such a big impact and who have been you know the two most consistent hitters on the team somehow but also two players who play the same position and obviously you alluded to some potential movement there whatever but the whole boom Bo- Bo- camargo thing like i mean uh, boom uh, to our point with girardi i mean he took him way lo- too long to get him in the lineup like you just uh, for a team that is not hitting consistently like the guy who's batting 700 and then six whatever and 580 and whatever he's at now like like yeah like have that guy in the lineup you know <laughs> i mean he should be in the lineup there are not enough guys seeing the ball well right now and who are locked in right now like Play him, you figure it out. That was the whole point of this team. The defense doesn't matter to as much as offense does, like right. That was the whole point of this team. But, um, but then you also have Camargo there just being awesome and, and obviously a way better defensive third baseman, like light years better. But also, Camargo's been, you know, one of the best hitters on the team. And and the homer today, I couldn't believe it. I, because at this point, I had, I pretty much assumed that every single yom Camargo hit, whether from the right or left side plate, was the same thing, just a little flare into a spot in the outfield. He's like the king of just finding a little hole in the outfield and just plopping a ball in, a little soft hit, or maybe not oh, must Oh, it
4: must be a true brave.
3: <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, right? I mean, how many of those? Um, but what do you make of the the Bohm camargo thing, how you make sure, like right now, especially for a team that needs some juice, like you get these guys in the lineup, how do you see these two kind of shaking out and also moving forward, especially because, look, Camargo – Love the guy we've talked about. Uh, he's a, a player who's on a winning team, but he's also someone who certainly has the potential to get exposed if he's asked to do too much over the course of the season. Uh,
4: my official position is <laughs> it'd, be a, <laughs> it'd be a real shame if uh, if uh, DD missed a, a couple of months here or whatever. Oh, yeah. I
3: mean, <laughs> I mean DFA, I don't know.
4: Was <laughs> it crazy? Well, the pro- he actually doesn't, I mean, he doesn't look terrible for, look for and DD you're not they're standards.
3: definitely not i'm joking they're definitely not gonna do that you no, know
4: they will they will not but i mean like it could have the the best case scenario could have played out today where uh you know i mean dd's out and and johan camargo steps in there and and goes four for five with the dinger i mean that's about as good i mean he's i think he's uh six for his last nine nice um so so that is <laughs> that smooth. uh that's good to see. but no, he,
3: I, I think he might
4: be my favorite Philly. Like I don't know. I love if I'm gonna, him. Like, I love he, him. He's. I awesome. I, have,
3: I love him, dude. Like I, yeah, it's like Terayus last year, but but better. Like Terayus that can actually I, hit the ball. Yeah, he's he's actually a, a hitter. Like, and obviously, you know, I, again, we know he's not going to do this all season, but. I just love the guy. He makes every play. He gets clutch hits. He's a switch hitter. He seems to do the exact same thing both sides of the plate. He's just, like, for a team that has not had a ton of dependable all around baseball players the last few years, Jack, like, you know, this guy's a good player.
4: And uh, put this one in the win column for our good friend, Ani Colombi, our Rays guy. I,
3: Ooh, was that a Rays
4: guy move? I am pretty sure it was a Rays guy. Oh, so that, you know that's a that's an already big win paying off for the for the Phils and already with that. Uh, yeah, but listen, Johan Camargo is he, just a, a a he's just a winning type player. He's a guy that's gonna um, like good teams have, and when he steps in, he's like has upside defensively. I mean, at third base, he's just unbelievable, and at shortstop like. Definitely does not have the range, but every ball is fa- uh, that that is grounded to him, he's like a vacuum out there, and 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 can make every single play, and has an absolute hose, um, you know. So and, and, and he,
3: certainly not worse than Didi, at least from what we've seen.
4: Um, no, he's definitely not worse than Didi. Um, and you know, I just don't know with with Bone. I actually think he's looking. Boom. Well, I guess good is a stretch, but better defensively. Like, I think he's, he's starting to make some plays over there, made a nice play today, made the routine plays last night. Like, if he can just make the routine plays, you don't feel terrible about it. We made the Mets game such a meltdown. It was like he wasn't even making the routine plays. And, you know, um, like in the Mets game, he had the ball off Ranger that he threw away. Uh, last, last night, a ball was off the pitcher, same kind of thing he ate it and he didn't throw it. So, you know, possibly some strides there because you can't take the, you can't take the bat out of the lineup. But also I understand because he was such a sieve defensively that like, you know, you you couldn't put him out there. I just think he has taken a good step forward defensively. So I don't know how you, you know, keep him out of the lineup at this point, just based on his defense. I think his defense is taking a nice step up. So, you know, for as long as DD is missing time here, I don't know how long that's going to be. Um, you know Camargo at short and and Bum at third base maybe that's the kind of thing that gets this team rolling and and we can finally get a semblance of a consistent lineup out there that that can do the thing on a night in night out basis but you know I think Baum's taking a step up defensively from you know being unplayable uh to being okay and you know <laughs> at the at the plate at the plate I mean he has done everything that that we had asked him to do pretty much if you look at the numbers like Balls in the air, he's pulling it more, driving it with more consistency in the home run today. Like that's a massive, massive step forward um, from a guy that wasn't doing that last year. So I- I'm really, really positive and, and and in on Alec Baum. He's officially off the table on any Frankie Montage trade and <laughs> let's just go from there. But I, I- Didi kind of going down might be a blessing in disguise for this
3: baseball team. Home's 11 for 21 on the season. <laughs> Dude's just locked in and, and you're right about the Homer today. And, and also, you know, you're right. He has been at least somewhat better. I, I don't know if okay is still fair, like below average still, but he's been well, yeah, better obviously. to your point. He's not throwing the ball like five feet over Hoskins head. So, you know, we're, we're making improvements, but again, to the point we just made the bat has to be in the lineup you know, if you look at this team and and you can point to a lot of things and, you know, we just talked about Joe Girardi and and some of the reasons that they've struggled record wise so far this season. But, you know, in terms of what you expect coming into the season versus what you get, I mean, the offense having no consistency, they've had a couple big games, but the offense having no night to night consistency is absolutely the biggest issue. And, and if you, you've got to Two guys, especially Boehm, who's just been raking and because Camargo's gonna be in the lineup, but to your point, they're they're finding spots to get him in. And he has played 70 games in his life at shortstop. I just looked it up. I, I didn't know how many it was. I wasn't sure if it was like five or if it was you know, 70 is not, you know, a ton, but it's he's played shortstop at the major league level and and to your point has acquitted himself fine. So, you know, for a team that, that needs to hit and You know, eventually, we both think, and look, Schwerber this weekend, we'll get to that in a sec, but, and Cassianos has been just really good consistently, but, you know, Harper, Hoskins, these guys aren't hitting where where we need them to, but eventually, they're all going to get rolling, and and having Bowman, Camargo hitting is a luxury, but right now, you need those guys to hit. You need those guys in the lineup, because right now, not everything is clicking.
4: Well, it's just crazy. Even even today's lineup, um, like, after Cassianos it was like, oh, okay, there's JT, and, there's uh, Schwarber and there's Bohm and there's Camargo and even Veer like it, it, today and yesterday, I I felt like okay, like there's the lineup and there's how we win ball games and there's there's some depth and there's the length that we were all talking about where you know you, you get past Cassianos and you still have to deal with those five, six, seven. Like, that's a – having having Bohm be your seven-hitter right now at, at what he's doing at the plate, like, it's crazy. And then you add in Camargo and, and the bottom of the lineup's the bottom of the lineup. But, like, when, when we were talking about, wow, the depth of this lineup, the upside of this lineup, it wasn't just Bryce is the MVP, Cassianos is a, a silver slugger, uh, Reese is Reese, Schwarber is 30 and 100, hopefully. It's like – you're getting that, but the in the six hole, and and then you have a guy like Alec Bohm who, if he can just stick defensively, is giving you close to 300 average and 20 plus bombs out of the seven hole. So um, today, and, and seeing a lineup, even the last two nights, just seeing them start to kind of click a little bit, and I, I just have a feeling they're about to go on a run here. Like they finally look, you know, like they've settled in a little bit. The lineup is just is just really really deep and really tough for pitchers to to consistently get through, and that's what made honestly, James, that was that's what made the the, the Miami series series and and Monday night so frustrating was like, you guys are really talented hitters. Like, where is the where is the plan? Where is the approach? Where is any of that? And I felt like last night and tonight was almost like the turning over into like what they actually want their offensive to, to, offense to be. You know, we had talked about how Kevin Long's whole thing was hunt the fastballs and they've done a good job at that. They have like a three well heading into yesterday's game. They had a three twenty five average. They were number one in baseball, but you know who else knows that every single Mm -hmm. team in baseball. So like, you're going to have to adjust. And I think what we saw the last two nights and hopefully we'll see going forward was the, the correction on just trying to go up there and hunt fastballs, like Bryce swinging first pitch, Cassiano swinging first pitch and just trying to do damage on fastballs because, I mean, the the fastball rate, James, right now in Major League Baseball is 47%, which is the lowest in, in history. Like 47% wow. of pitches are fastballs, which is insane, uh, given how much, when you're growing up, how important the fastball is. So, you know, I think the last couple of days we've seen them take a more patient approach, more let's, let's work these pitchers, which is what they should be doing, by the
3: way. Well, exactly. That was what was so frustrating. You're absolutely right. And, like, we we just
4: we hadn't seen them do that. You know, opening day was great, but I just don't think that's as sustainable as work pitchers and get the pitch you look to do damage on. And I think part of the reason why I do feel positive leaving the, the Rocky series is because I felt like the last two nights we saw what their offensive approach is hopefully going to be for the rest of the season, and I think that's an offensive approach that's going to be tough to stop.
3: Yeah, and, look, and, okay, I think great points, too, there. It really did feel that, too. It's the kind of thing where – you know that that just jives with what what we watched to start the season. I feel like Bryce Harper swung it at the first pitch, like every at bat for the first like seven games of the season. Uh, you know, anecdotally, it was unbelievable, A- and and it really did feel like they weren't working the bats, working the pitches, and getting deep into you know getting starters out of games and all that. Like and look in Miami, you know, if you're I can understand it if you're against Sandy Alcantara and, and Pablo Lopez, fine, but. I mean, Alicia Hernandez shutting you down like uh, it just—I'm uh, very with you on that. Let's get to part of the reason the offense has looked so much better the last two games in particular. Like Schwarbs, uh, you know, it was—it's was getting bleak for our guy, as you said. Drop from the one hole in the lineup—a rash, quick decision by Joe Girardi, but nonetheless, you know, I, you know, sign this guy to a massive contract. Oh yeah, let's just you know move him down right away. But um, Schwab's the last two days, really, you know, you pointed out on Twitter and and got some flack, but, you know, that strikeout. Uh, early in the game was really good at bat you know he fought fouled some balls off didn't look as tentative as he had prior you know cut you said to me at work uh, I think after the Martin series we are like it just looks like he doesn't want to strike out <laughs> it's just like kind of going up there and just being defensive and all that and and we didn't see that as much and then you know kind of just the the opposite field homer kind of just a like a course field homer for sure but also shows just how strong he was that just to get the that Little contact on the ball, that kind of weak contact, and just kind of muscles it out the opposite way. And then, obviously, today we see the a, sh- a sh- real Schwabom, a true Schwabom, a monster, monster shot, a four hundred and sixty-eight foot shot. Um, uh, Schwarber, look, I, Schwarber also a, a streaky hitter too. We've talked about that when he was signed. You know, had you know the greatest June we've ever seen, and was you know bad prior to that. And and there will be streaks, but um, I you know. It had to feel good at least uh at you for you as the the number one or certified number one Bowser fan in Philly uh the last two days maybe breathe a little easier it was a tough stretch yeah. guy <laughs> it was a tough stretch yeah, uh, you aren't lying
4: uh yeah it was like uh it was classic he was struggling and <laughs> I was like, your boy your boy uh, he stinks like calm down Relax. Um, but good for Kyle. I mean, uh, believe me, yeah. I wanted to see it too just because uh, the grounding into uh double plays was getting infuriating. The strikeouts were getting infuriating and then the whole like defensive swings because you don't want to strike out swings were actually more infuriating than the, the strikeout swings. And yeah, um, the 11 pitch strikeout was massive. <laughs> where, where were you when Kyle Schwarber's 11 pitch strikeout saved the season? <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in a game they lost. <laughs> in a game they lost. <laughs> um, and then yeah, going opposite field was a good sign. I, like with Hoskins and, and and Schwarber, I think more well uh, Harper too. Harper too. Um, when when they're thinking opposite We're gonna field, get to him. We're yeah, when when him. they're when they're thinking opposite field, it's it's just it's almost game over. Uh and then be going four sixty eight today was just oh, magnificent. What a what a I mean, moonshot. Just uh, an it was so absolute tank.
3: Well, it was nice because he has four homers on the season, um, which, you know, quietly the team, has four. homers. The the team, yeah, quietly way. has four homers. But the first one of the season was the only one close to it when when he hit the sign, but even still, like, this was the first like you know Kyle Schwarber's power on full display as soon as the ball hits the bat. You know it's a moonshot home run we've gotten from Schwarber in a Phillies uniform.
4: Yes, one hundred percent. You know the one in Miami was a bomb, but it, they're up. They're down like nine three. So who cares? Um, but yeah, no, and, and even
3: then, in that stadium, it's so cavernous and stuff. It doesn't, it didn't have the same effect as watching this one fly into the third deck. You know? Yeah,
4: yeah. And it just, of course, it gave me visions of what a playoff game would hopefully sound like here, uh, if he oh, did that. But-, but you know, it was, it wasn't even, um, you know, it wasn't even that. It was, it was the, it was the, the the single up the middle late in the game to to bring within one and. He's here to, to to get big hits, because that's what he's kind of done his entire career, to to hit moonshots and and to to bring good vibes in the road. Like honestly, that's what made the Miami series so frustrating. It's like, well, like Castellanos and Shorber, I feel like were brought here not only for their bats, but to win series like that and, and change the culture on this team. But when you're when you're when you're hitting 095 heading into a series, like it's just, it's tough to say, hey, let's pick it up because you're not picking it up. So Hopefully, him kind of doing this gets him more comfortable in that clubhouse, and he says, like, yeah, I am freaking Kyle Schwarber, and yes, I can hit the ball 468. So um, it was a good weekend and I, I or week. And <laughs> I, 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 I know. That's uh, getting ahead of myself. A Freudian slip because we're taking at least two or three from the Brewers this weekend. There you
3: go, buddy. Fully back. But, yeah, hopefully it's one of those things that kind of gets him going here. Yeah, I mean, you know, not like my guy Nick Castellanos has struggled yet this season, but no biggie. Um, all right, one more thing before because we still got to do a take bag. You got a story? I can. We were going to talk about my jury duty, but not much to say. It sucked. It really sucked. I was there. From, <laughs> I was there from eight fifteen in the morning until like three twenty, and I spent most of the day sitting around. I listened to some a judge give some instructions, and I ultimately got sent home without doing anything. It was a it was, again, you know, happy to serve my civic duty of called upon. It was the biggest waste of my time, maybe in the history of my life. I got to read a book, so that was fun. But anyway, that was my jury duty experience. Um, so before, I want to hear your story in the take bag in a sec, um, but... Quickly on Harper, both the struggles at the plate and obviously, you know, I'm not even going to ask, are you concerned about Harper's elbow? I'm going to ask, how concerned are you about Harper's elbow? Because of course it's concerning. (laughs) So uh, at least at at some level, Uh, how concerned are you about the elbow, him having a DH this weekend and just that is a potential issue down the road, especially with the torque that he puts when he throws. Um, And then... The, the offensive struggles just kind of really, you know, he's had a, a couple nice games here and there, but just hasn't really been seemed to, you know, look totally comfortable at the plate yet.
4: Yeah, and he looks off balance, you know, even on, like, off-speed pitches away from him, he's, like, kind of pulling out to the to the first base side which is not what he did last year but you know i think what we need to kind of learn with like if this was the first year watching bryce be like oh my god freak out but i i genuinely feel like he's one of those field hitters that when he gets locked in he'll be fine like and you know ever since he's been a philly i feel like he hasn't gotten off to the hottest of starts so
3: no he'll have like a couple good games it's always like a good week or a good few days and then he totally cools off like that has been his mo as a philly Right. Except so, I guess last season he, he started off really good, but then got hit in the face. So I, I don't know what that counts as. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah,
4: getting hit in the face, you can't really equate for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, he the the throwing thing is definitely concerning. I, I would probably put it at like a five, you know. I, it's not great and it's one of those things that you know he's been plagued by little things in the past but last year was able to kind of overcome them all whatever whether it was the back um you know he's he's had little little nagging injuries in the past so you just hope that this isn't like a real arm issue and you hope that you hope that these last I guess it's been what three full days in the in the mm-hmm. in, in the Dh spot you hope that these kind of give him the break and then the off day tomorrow and you you, you they say that it doesn't affect him at the plate but I don't ever really trust that stuff at all like I'm just gonna assume it's affecting me at the plate because I don't know how it couldn't um so yeah it's definitely concerning um I definitely don't love my corners being Schwarber and Cassiano's like I don't think they can get to a ball like fast at all like it just maybe the worst outfield defense out there but um it is what it is and you know but I, I I'm not like overly concerned I'm not hitting the panic button but I don't know how you could sit here and not be a little worried that our right fielder felt a tingle in his arm. And for some reason they're not like not doing an MRI on it, which seems like a mistake. Um, so definitely worried. So it's like a massive mistake. Yeah. It's like the, it feels like the Sir Anthony thing all over again. Um, but you know, until hopefully just, hopefully
3: he's playing right field on Friday and we don't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah. Big time. And, and look, you know, obviously, you know, you you just worry about the Tommy John thing. You know, we see it all the time for guys. I mean, there are two other guys on this team, you know, obviously pitchers all the time, but you know, Hoskins, DD both had Tommy John. So um, you worry about that. Um, we'll see. fingers crossed, but I, I'm with you. I, I definitely don't think it's, it's good. You know, it's certainly something to keep an eye on and, and you hope to see him in right field and see him. Okay. And, and look, if it really doesn't hurt him offensively, you know, I am less concerned, but to your point, I just—I don't know how it couldn't, at least on some level. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm concerned, but I'm not, you know, freaking out about it or anything like that. All right, you're not uh, letting it keep you up at night, but you kind of no, are. No, uh, I mean, I, I'm not excited about it, Jack. I'll tell you that much. Like, let's put it this way: I'm more worried about Bryce Harper's elbow than I'm about Zach Wheeler's shoulder. Oh, uh, that's probably fair. Yeah. Again, and I already said before, I'm not not worried about Wheeler's shoulder, at least on some level. But the, the Harper thing is more concerning to me. I mean, um, and and it's frustrating because I, I didn't take it too seriously at first because it's you know Bryce seems to be one of those guys who's like always like kind of to your point, getting nicked up, but also like exaggeratedly letting people know that he's nicked up like he's always like rubbing his knee after something or he's always like kind of it's always freaking us out is the point i always feel like when i'm watching bryce Harper, he'll slide into a wall or something and then he's like limping around and then he's always fine but he always makes us feel like super nervous so i'm hoping that that i was hoping that's what this is but then when they actually don't play him in the field for three games then i'm actually like you know, maybe i'm a little worried about it so fingers crossed um all right we don't we don't have a ton of time why don't you take bag it up fritzy
4: all right. Well, I'll start. I'll start with the, the story that you teased.
3: Yes. So and all I know about this is literally Jack said before the pod. I got a hell of a story. I was like, perfect. So now I want to know anything else. Go ahead.
4: So I'm, I'm driving <laughs> home from from work and I was done work early because all I had to do was do leading off. And um, I'm driving the back roads uh, back to my house and in, in, in Westchester. I like, got driven on these roads thousands of times. And I know them like the back of my hand. And of course, when you know roads like the back of your hand, you tend to roll stop signs. So I get to the bottom of the hill and I roll a stop sign and my car's having trouble accelerating. So I didn't want to like fully stop so I could make sure I could get up the hill, whatever. I'm getting up the hill and and bang, a cop puts on his lights. So Oh no. Yeah. yeah. So he so he told me, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me get through this. So I'm sitting there and I going through the whole procedure and you know, license and registration. And I'm like, oh this is the worst and I'm so furious. Um <laughs> and in the middle of him walking back to give me the citation I looked down at my phone, and Nick Castellanos hit a home run, and I was like, "I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, uh, it's the it's the meme all over again where bad things happen, bad things are happening, and and, and Castellanos <laughs> goes so good. deep. This it's is unbelievable.
3: Like, this is so great."
4: So like I took the ticket and I was like, oh whatever, you know, Cassianos <laughs> <laughs> hit a home run. Oh my god. That's it's so good. Awful. It's it's so awful. Now I did bet on Cassianos to hit a home run today. <laughs> oh, so. so
3: you basically paid your ticket off? No,
4: nope, not even close. But <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, I was like I was like I just got memed. I just got memed on my uh
3: Wow, that is h- hilarious. Like kismet. I mean, I'm sad you got a ticket, but it's almost worth it for this. That's amazing.
4: So that's my story.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so great. (laughs) Jack Fritz getting pulled over. He's about to get the ticket and a deep drive to left field. Nick Castellanos. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, no, no, should I pull pulled the, should I have pulled the like, Yeah, eh, my right star fills are losing again, like bonding about the fills, you know? Yeah, we, you should
3: have said something. You should be like, oh, casting yeah. officers home. I'm surprised. I mean, knowing you, I'm surprised you didn't just bust out the, I mean, do you know who I am? No,
1: listen,
3: I was thinking about it. Do you listen to the radio, pal?
4: Come on, pal. All right, uh, <laughs> real quick take back. Uh, a yeah, quick, quick take back for you. I haven't stopped thinking about the Nola Cutter. He threw one on 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 Monday night that was like disgusting. And if he can, if he can act, it's not even a cutter. It's more like a slider. But if he can have that pitch to righties, it's a it's like a slider movement with his is like two seamer in or four seamer in whatever it does it gets it moving like that's a tough pitch to consistently square up so i'm i color me intrigued with the nola cutter i am i am interested in it i think it's more of like a slider also if he throws a curveball to a lefty ever again i am going to lose my mind i think that's fair
3: i think it's totally fair yeah it's a great call.
4: Um, I need, oh, speaking of Aaron Ola, I need him and Kyle Gibson to like, get over the fact that runners are on base. The, the, like, every time runners get on base, it's like meltdown city. I, I, I just, you gotta be able to, to buckle down and, and get the job done. I'm so sick and tired of like a runner gets on base and bang all of a sudden it's run, runners on first and third one out, you know, like figure it out. That's that's my 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 advice to 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 Gibby and Nola. Although Gibson looked good, I actually thought Gibson and Nola looked pretty good. So, dude,
3: you get six innings, three runs from Kyle Gibson and Coors. Hell yes! Like every time you sign up for that before the start, a hundred times out of a hundred. And in the Nola point, I think so too. And and look. I don't know if now when Girardi makes decisions, I'm I'm almost like predetermined to dislike them, but I wouldn't have pulled him there, especially not for Alvarado in that spot. And look, I get it. I know that Nola has fallen apart in a lot of spots. So that's why I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't totally kill Girardi for it because Nola has fallen apart. But I, in the moment, I can't lie, I did not like him pulling Nola there.
4: Yeah, um, I didn't, I wasn't a, uh, uh, I don't think I was a huge fan of it. I had, Kind of forget the scenario. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it was if it was a Girardi move, I probably disagreed with it. So I I can just feel it coming, James. I I, I feel the I just I, it feels like we're we're teetering on the edge of this. I can just see the angry Twitter people and you know uh, angry callers already you know starting to to write this one down for future reference. But Bryson Stott is not a bust. He is a young player that is adjusting to the major league level. Like, not every player is going to come up and dominate. And even, like, better prospects and guys that, you know, you like Julio Rodriguez and, and Jared Kalanick and and even Bobby Witt Jr., people thought was going to, like, revolutionize baseball. I mean, like, batting 171. And, and, like, even highly superstar-level talent prospects come up and struggle. Bryson Stott is going through that right now. I thought he had some good at-bats on Monday, uh, hit the ball hard. So, you know, whatever happens, happens.
3: But I, I, he's not a boss because he's had a slow start at the. Oh my god, battle. I'm very with you. I'll go look what Mike Trout's first month in Major League Baseball was. Just go back and look at it. Um, also, uh, th- there is one positive with this. At least he has a manager who nurtures and and develops young talent and believes in them and gives them Correct. opportunities to succeed. Yep. So you yeah, know that'll help. Um.
4: I want to make up for my Jim Nance resign re resign
3: Ooh.
4: because during the show Jay Wright is set to retire. I was going to
3: I was so I was going to wait till you were done to bring it up like pretty nuts man out of nowhere. It seems like no one saw this coming.
4: Well, I think I did because he's totally going to be the Sixers head coach well, when Doc Rivers gets uh, so gets
3: literally go. Jack literally the text that I'm looking at from my buddy who just sent it to me said it's is is Jay doing this for the Sixers? Interesting.
4: Let's hope so.
3: And then then the Sixers win the title with Doc. And
4: And he still goes to L.A. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, Real quick. Top five things I need for my own sanity to stop happening. Uh number 5 is the Phillies having the lead. It's just dreadful. Like there's nothing more <laughs> dreadful than watching the Phillies with the lead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it
3: has to be like 5-6 runs to yeah. and even then it's nerve nerve-wracking, but Yeah.
4: The Phillies the lead is just not. One run percent. lead
3: run run lead is a useless thing. Like No, like, I'd no,
4: rather yeah. No, I'd rather not watch. It. I'd rather just turn it off. Um the fourth thing that I need to stop happening for my own sanity is um, like our bleeders not falling for hits. Meanwhile, the opposing team's bleeders falling for hits every time. You know, like the little jam shots off the end of the bat. Like they always fall in for other teams. For us, like they're always caught easily. I need that to stop happening for my own sanity. Um, the third thing I need to <laughs> I need to stop happening for my own sanity is strikeouts with runners in scoring position. It just I I th- want to throw my phone through a wall. I really do. Um, the second thing I need to uh, to, to to stop happening for my own sanity is relievers walking batters to start innings. I, it just, it just, I can't, I, I legitimately can't handle it. Like all this stuff, these last four, um, you know, it was like, oh, baseball's so back. And then these are the four things that remind mm-hmm. me, like, oh, baseball is just dreadful most times. Um, and the number one thing I need for my own sanity is the Phillies to never play in Miami ever again. And next year, with a new schedule where we barely go there. Uh, I, Jack, I, I was going to make the same wait. point. It, how
3: wait. great is it? Like, the new schedule is a godsend for the. I, I'm so happy. Like, I had this on my list to say at the end. So, I. I it, I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait. I don't even care about all the other implications of schedule. That's all that matters. All right. I know you got to go right now. um, So I will say last thing. um, Welcome to the dark side, Jack Fritz. I'm so happy to have you with us, with the many of us on Pitch Clock Island. It is an honor to have you.
4: Well, the thing I like about the Pitch Clock is you don't have to change the entire sport for it to have a good effect. That's my take,
3: yeah. and we'll talk more about it next time. Jack has to go, but um, we'll, we'll talk more about it next time, um, because I definitely have some thoughts, and it's awesome, and it really is making a difference in minor league baseball. Twenty minutes a game is nuts. All right, uh, you got anything else to say, Fritzy? Uh,
4: two of three against the Brewers. Lock it.
3: Two, oh, got to. Got. I mean, they have to. Then they will. I mean, right? They will.
4: Maybe they a sweep. Maybe.
3: Maybe a sweep. Who knows? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you guys later. He's Fritz and Seltzer. Talk to you soon.